This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. There have been a few different reports about the state of personal finances across Canada. Stats Canada released the yearly inflation data yesterday, even though the number is stable month over month. Consumer prices have increased 6.9% year over year. As we talked about last week on the show, Equifax found the average credit card balance held by Canadians was at a record high of $2,121 at the end of September. You are also well aware this time of year can get real pricey. Gifts are one thing. Then you have the dinners, the cards, the ugly Christmas sweaters, which suspiciously get marked up this time of year. It all adds up. Is it possible to avoid that January credit card bill sticker shock? Let's find out with Aaron Broverman. Aaron is the lead editor at Forbes Advisor Canada. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Dave. Happy to talk about Christmas shopping with you. (laughs) It's top of mind for a lot of folks. Aaron, even before we get into the shopping side, I just want to start with your reaction to some of those numbers that I shared, especially the Equifax numbers. What came to mind when you came across those? To be honest, it wasn't really that surprising. Uh, Debt kind of stabilized and went down during the pandemic, but that was mostly because People were shut in and uh, didn't have a lot of opportunity to spend as much money. But now uh, debt is at the same levels and higher than it was in 2019 prior to the pandemic. So it wasn't really that surprising. And as things get more expensive, thanks to inflation, people are relying more and more on uh, their credit cards to sort of float them uh, through these tough times. Mm. Aaron, now we can focus on sort of that November, December, January situation. What would you say is the biggest financial trap when it comes to holiday-related spending? I'd actually argue the sneaky one is dinners. The restaurants, the bottles of wine, maybe the uh, catching up with friends, not for like a holiday dinner, but you're in town between December 25th and January 1st. So, oh, let's go out for a dinner on a Wednesday night and next thing you know you've got you know six or seven dinners on your credit card you're you're definitely right there dave there's also like the expenses that you know people just don't factor in like the postage and the envelopes and all that sort of thing the packaging all that sort of thing also people make an event out of uh, christmas shopping so if you go with a group you tend to spend more money because it's a little bit competitive. You know, you want to you want to kind of keep up appearances among your group of friends. That's another trap. But probably the biggest trap is people don't go in with a plan or a strategy for Christmas shopping to keep their costs down, and they just sort of spend whatever they want. A little for you, a little for me, and, uh, you know, a lot of self-spending happens uh, mm. as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, that sweater looks nice. I'll get that sweater for me. I'll buy myself my own gift. Aaron, exactly. you might as well give me the Hotels.com Captain Obvious outfit for asking this question, but it's worth posing. How does budgeting act as a strategy, an effective strategy this time of year? Budgeting is good. There's usually two strategies. You can get um, big gifts for a small group of people, or you can get smaller gifts 
for a larger group of people. Those are usually the two most common strategies to go to the mall with. And as long as you stick with those and you stick with uh, the budget that you set out for yourself, you should be good. But of course, it's hard to remain uh, disciplined at this time of year. Aaron, I love that you created that sliding scale saying sometimes we can think big, sometimes we can think small. Do we have to change our expectations about what constitutes the kind of gift we should be giving or receiving around the holidays? I think, especially in these times, you do have to change your expectations. But more than changing your expectations as a community, I think we just have to be honest with our family and friends about where we're at, about you know what we're able to spend, what is our uh, constraints in terms of spending. But not just that, what are our time constraints? Will we even be able to go out and shop. Maybe you have a really tight work schedule and you don't have time to do Christmas shopping. So the best way to mitigate people's expectations that no one gets any hurt feelings is to just be upfront about it and talk to people about what you can do and what you can't do this holiday season. Some families will institute a one gift policy or even just shopping for one person. What do you think about that idea? I have to endorse this because this is something my wife's family does, and especially because we're all having kids and it's a large family. So we recently instituted, we went from, you know, buying, you know, one gift Secret Santa style where one member of the family is responsible for another member of the family and they get no other gifts from the other members. Each person takes a person basically to now we all have kids. So now the rule is we only buy gifts for the kids yes. so it doesn't yes. get out of control. Yeah, spoil the heck out of the kids. The rest of us know how to treat ourselves on our own dimes. Exactly, and most of the time people have already bought what they really want for themselves before Christmas even comes around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Aaron, how else can somebody avoid that credit card sticker shock hangover in January? There's so many things you can do. You just want to, you know, exercise self-control. You want to make sure you know uh, how much you're spending. You don't want to take advantage of things that kind of trap you at the mall, like those buy now, pay later plans. You don't want to spend more just to get the free shipping. You don't want to spend more just to get the cash back or the reward points on your credit card, and you want to try to resist the self-gifting, like I said before. There's so many ways that we just spend extra money and not realize it just to be, get you know, the free shipping or get the discount that will really hurt us in the end if we carry a balance. Yeah, one box of Lindor chocolates for you should not equate to one box of Lindor chocolates for me or even more dangerously, the uh, bottle of scotch, you know, because then we can all of a sudden have a Friday night that gets a little out of control a little too quickly. Uh, Aaron... Okay. Beyond being an excellent journalist in the financial world, you're also a big comic book fan. We had two big movies come out in the last month from the comic book world, Black Adam and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. You've seen them both. You're the first person I've spoken to who's seen them both. If somebody only has time for one of those this weekend, which do you recommend? Well, Dave, as much as I smelled what The Rock was cooking in Black Adam, <laughs> I think if you're a true comic fan, you have to go 
to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, it's historic. It's a tribute to an excellent actor, Chadwick Boseman. And even though I think the sequel loses something and it's not as good as the original was with Chadwick Boseman in the role, I do think it's important for any comic book fan to see it and be part of the heaviness and be part of the tribute to an excellent actor. You were there on opening weekend. What was the vibe in the theater? It was packed, absolutely packed, and it was really quiet. Like re- It was like a really somber tone, but I think by the end, people really enjoyed it and really thought they were part of a really you know, great communal experience. I went to a movie last weekend as well. I went to go see The Banshees of Inishnirin, the new Martin McDonough movie, and it's been out for a few weeks, and on a Saturday afternoon, the theater was absolutely jammed. I loved seeing people back out at the theater. It's great for the theater owners and the operators, and it was fun to see an independent movie get a little bit of love too. Hey, Aaron, thank you for this, man. Always great catching up with you. I don't think we're going to get a chance to chat with you again before the holidays, so all the best to you and the family. You too, Dave. Have a great uh, Christmas and holiday season. Right on. That's Aaron Broverman, the lead editor at Forbes Advisor Canada. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.